Hello, I'm Jonty Bloom, and I'll be presenting six podcasts. Each will deal with a different aspect of mental health. Today, I'm talking to Make UK's own expert on mental well-being, Andrew Ward, Director of Health, Safety and Sustainability. I started by asking him why mental health had now become such an important issue for well-being in the workplace. I think mental health, it's always been there. So it's not, it's not new as such. But I, I think that there's a number of things that have happened that have really brought it to the fore in, in recent times. And a lot of that has to do with the pandemic as well. So pre-pandemic, organisations were looking at mental health. And we have to remember that mental health may have had different labels in the past. Often might, people might have called it stress, as an example. So I think a catch-all of mental health now, um, the organisations were putting things in place and were looking at interventions they could make. But the pandemic has certainly increased the importance of it in organisations. And certainly survey work we've done would show that 80% you know, plus of HR leaders in manufacturing have said it has really gone up the importance ladder um, for them. And if you consider that you know, the link between mental health and productivity, we know as an example that um, companies lose about £14 billion a year um, through mental health absence, then it clearly is important. And if you look at what some of the manufacturers are doing, they are definitely spending more on mental health. There's a 50% increase in organisations spending more. And that's at a time of maybe lower production as well. So there's a very small percentage of manufacturers, about 5%, that are spending less. So I think we can clearly see there is a correlation between the pandemic and the increased importance around mental health. And it has to be, because £14 billion is a lot of money um, to lose. Of course, most people would associate um, manufacturing with big, big butch blokes who would just suck it up. Um, so has that been a handicap in, in trying to get people to take this seriously? I, there's, there's often a stigma around, around mental health, um, around people feeling able to talk about it and an environment they can talk about it. And I think if you look at the pandemic, it was almost like a perfect storm of problems for, for mental health. And I, I would also almost categorise it into sort of three groups. You've got people who one week were working in an office environment and then the next week were told to work from home. So suddenly these people were using bedrooms and bathrooms and kitchens and any available space to actually work from. And nobody was really prepared for that. You know, the individuals weren't prepared for it, the companies weren't prepared for it, and they were obviously often working in environments that weren't particularly suitable to working from home as well. If you then add in the loss of contact with, with, um, with their employees, with their peers, with their managers, um, and just that face-to-face -face contract, I think a lot of people struggle with that. The second group is the manufacturing workers, or people who kept going into work throughout that pandemic. And that's you know, not only manufacturing workers, it could be emergency workers, it could be health workers, but those people still had to go in. And what they faced was a very different environment. So it was quite alien. You know, there was um, two-metre rules, face masks, um, screens, temperature checks. Um, they were having staggered start and leave times. So they and one-way systems so they faced a very different environment that they had to work in and again some people struggled with that as well quite different they had to still keep going in and keep the wheels of industry turning and the third group which i think people may forget is people who are on furlough 
You know, so people who one week were actually gainfully employed in their position, and next week told, well, actually, we don't want you to come in. You're still going to get paid, which is great, but we don't want you to come in. And I think, once again, that group has struggled. Some have been made redundant, as have others in the other group. But for me, that's a perfect storm of problems um, that will affect mental health. And I don't think we've seen the actual full extent of that yet. People forget how much work is not about work. It's about the team and who they meet every day and the interactions with them. And COVID was, as you explained, something that upset nearly every aspect of that. Uh, absolutely. So I think one of the other challenges it's given as well is that you know, not only could you not meet your friends, your peers, I think one of the challenges it gave to um, employers with remote working in particular um, was spotting warning signs and triggers about mental health. It's very difficult to pick that up for a Zoom call or through a telephone call. You, you need to see someone, you need to talk to them to really understand that. And I think it, it, within the manufacturing environment as well is that the, the focus was very much around the sort of the safety aspect, um, you know, making sure it was a safe environment to work and it was COVID, as COVID free as you could make it. And a lot of the attention was there, which I think actually made looking at people's mental health even more difficult as well. I remember talking to one manager who said the di difference about Zoom and everything is that he had to be proactive in checking that his people were all right, which made me kind of think, what were you doing before, actually? But uh, it, it did put a much more emphasis on the managers actually finding out how everybody was coping. Yes, and there are some things you can watch out for. So if you're on a Zoom call, if somebody's got their, t their camera turned off, that's a red flag for me. Why have they got it off? Why don't they feel comfortable about it, et cetera? Um, but you, you, have to, you have to make time to engage with people. Whereas, you know, it might have been the coffee machine before, you might have been on the factory floor, actually working in that type of environment. You have to make the time and the effort to talk to people and you have to feel comfortable talking to them. Can you give us an example of, of some time when you had to kind of intervene or help somebody that, um, that has obviously been suffering? Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of, from a, from a personal perspective, um, I've had um, employees who, working from home, they, they've really struggled with that. It, it's not been the right environment for them. Actually, and you don't know people's home circumstances. You, you don't know what they face when you walk in the door. So, you know, I've had to sort of handle an employee where their mental health was suffering as a result of their work environment at home. And we had to put in place... Um, new desks, etc. I was constantly in touch with them about how they were feeling. We got them some help as well from a sort of therapy perspective. So it, it's really important that you understand the circumstances and you feel comfortable and they feel comfortable talking about it as well. Okay. And talking about help that's available, Make UK can help its members in this respect. What kind of things can you do for them? Certainly. So I think um, one of the key things organisations need to think about is strategy. You know, how are you going to approach this? Because you know, if, you, if you're in a situation where 50% you know, of, of illness at the moment is through mental health, which, which it is, and there was a 10% increase um, in 2020 for mental health-related um, issues, I think it'll increase in 2022 again. We'll definitely see, see an increase there. And one thing that organisations need to think about is how they measure it. So everybody has sickness stats. And you can often break them down into mental health. But are you missing something? Is actually something that's been listed as something else really a mental health issue? So I think having some kind of health check on your organisation's mental health is really important as well. So surveying employees, seeing how they're feeling. Because one of the things that we found was there's, there's often a disconnect 
between how employees feel and how their employers think they feel. And there was quite a difference there. So having a strategy in place, and I think key to this is communication. So you need to build an environment that people are comfortable talking. That's key to this, that people will comfortably talking and people will listen. There's a number of things you can do. Um, information and education are really important. So one of our partners, Westfield Health, as an example, has a really good online program where people can sort of input how they're feeling from a mental health and a physical aspect, because they're definitely linked. And it will provide sort of advice and programs for how they might improve their mental and physical health. Training's key. Um, so one of the, the, the key parts of this, which we mentioned earlier, is, is managers. How managers deal with this, how they engage with people, how they spot things, how they then sort of deal with people after that. Um, and so we, we deliver things like mental health first aid training. I'm a mental health first aider myself. And that's about spotting and signposting people as well um, to other, other help. Another key one is mental health champions. So that their role is really to look at the organisation, understand where an organisation is and promote and really push mental health within an organisation, act as a champion within that as well. And I think you need some way of measuring it. You know, so I think, again, we, went, we spoke about survey a minute ago, I think doing some kind of survey afterwards as well actually has this made a difference. Is this money we're spending actually making a difference? And alongside that, I think it's also providing access to other services. So um, healthcare professionals, um, therapists, things like cognitive behavioural therapy as well play, play a key part in this. There's a number of strands that people need to pull together um, to have an effective strategy and approach to this. And how can Make UK uh, make it easier for them to do that? So at Make UK, we, um, we really take this seriously. So mental health wellbeing um, is, is a key offering that we have for our manufacturers. We're probably dealing with about 60 organisations at the moment directly around mental health. And we can offer any one of those strands that I've just spoken about, sort of strategy to shrine, strategy development. We can offer training. One of the biggest areas of training at the moment is mental health first aiders. That is the most popular thing that we are, um, we are training on at the moment. I can understand why. Um, it's a good start point for organisations and it, it, it sort of captures often that key group of managers. So it's about spotting things and, and dealing with it. Prevention on this is always better than cure. And just explain how a, a mental first aider actually works. Okay. So the, the point of a mental health first aider is actually to be often the first point of contact. So it's, I've, got, I've got a badge that says I am a mental health first aider. Okay. That means you can come and talk to me. Okay. I am open to having a conversation with you about your mental health. And they're not there as a therapist, but they're there to listen, understand, and then signpost. So it's almost like, okay, look, I've heard what you said. Why don't you talk to this person or talk to that person? I think you need to get some help here. You know, I'm worried about what you said. But it's actually having a designated person or people in an organisation who will engage. You can feel comfortable talking to them. They're not going to you know, run off and, and tell lots of people, but it's, it's that actually you can have that conversation with them. They understand what you're going through. They understand the issues. Um, they're very accepting and willing to have a conversation, but the point of it is that they will listen and they will signpost to um, other areas that can help. So the first, the first lesson we should learn from uh, this week is you've got to talk and there's got to be someone who can listen. 
those two have to go hand in hand. There's no people having you know, there's no point in having people talk if somebody's not going to listen and act. That's the other thing as well. So they're absolutely critical, yes. That was Andrew Ward, Make UK's Director of Health, Safety and Sustainability. I hope this and the other podcasts will help. And if you want to learn more about how Make UK can assist you in promoting and maintaining mental health, visit our website. There you will find details on training, surveys, assessments, a mental health toolkit, a well-being guide and virtual classrooms all ready for you to use. I'm Jonty Bloom and thank you for listening to this Make UK podcast.